Hey guys, welcome back to the Unran Podcast. It's your girl, Nasteha. Hi guys, it's Siham. Hey, it's Emma. Welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in again for another episode. We had some discussions with some of our male listeners regarding some things that we said in our last episode. Um, and we just want to say um, what we said is what we said. We still stand by it. <laughs> we stand by it, but we're not man haters or anything. It's just that, like, that's how we feel about it. And we want you guys to raise up to that bar and meet us at the levels that we're asking you guys to. I feel like a lot of the guys nowadays, um, I shouldn't say a lot of them, I would say some. some of them nowadays just feel... Um, listen, all I got to say about that is we set the standards of how we want to be treated. If you're not going to raise up to those standards, then goodbye. That's all that needs to be said. That's my two cents on that. Yeah. Anyways, we could talk about this all day, (laughs) but we appreciate all the feedback and just continue the Okay, guys, let's, let's touch in, let's touch bases and see what are you guys' highs and lows for this week? Like what has been the positives, the negatives? Um, I don't really have any negative, I don't think, just adulting and life in general, but my high is this, this podcast. I really enjoy talking to people, you know, sharing ideas, hearing their experiences and their thoughts on things and their perspectives, so that's always a highlight for me every time we put on an episode, just getting that feedback from everybody. Or. My high this week is getting all my paperwork done for my job. Um, I was really stressed out over the weekend, um, about this paperwork that I let pile up for way too long. And yesterday I did go on a Snapchat rant and told everybody that I would have to change my name if I didn't um, if I didn't go to Starbucks and finish all the work that I had to do. And after locking myself up there for five hours, I could finally say I'm done. Alhamdulillah, like, good yes, to go. I feel yeah. lighter today. <laughs> uh, I was, I'm in great spirits today just because I got all that work done. Um, I don't have a whole low this week. If we would have recorded yesterday, my low would have been how much I have to do. But alhamdulillah, today everything's good. Everything's Gucci. What's That's up, good. Emma? That's good. For me, my high and low is gonna be the same thing. Um, so I last Friday or was it Friday or Thursday? I went on a social media like I just left social media, deleted <laughs> everything, my Instagram, Twitter. Um, and that's just been high because I've been able to get a lot more things done and just more in tune with my time. Um, but it's also been a low because I feel like I've missed out on so much. Like, you guys keep telling me, did you see this? Did you hear this? Like, I, I feel like I'm missing out. I've, I feel like FOMO. Like, <laughs> I'm missing out. Influencers. Um, did you actually see that um, ASOS? Okay, you don't have social media, so obviously you didn't see. But Nasta had to have See, here's another see? story that I didn't know about. Oh, my God. <laughs> did you see on ASOS they're having um, breaking barriers in the world where they're having, like, modest clothes in um, their website? Like, they now have a section that you could... It's like an edit that you can click in their website, and they have, like, these modest skirts and uh, modest shirts that doesn't have slits or anything like that. So no more digging. You just literally click on the edit and it gives you options but on there's only 47 items on there but hopefully they can expand i wow i'm amazed wow yeah like, that's like a big stride a big step but then again i don't know how to feel about it because it's like they're making money off of our like modest fashion in a way like the hijabs on there is like they have 17. hijabs yeah they have hijabs on there and it's like 17 to what 25 dollars hijabs yeah. Yeah, so it's it's around seventeen to twenty five dollar hijabs. Um and so I just feel like that is way overpriced. Um, however, I would still buy it because it's like cute print and everything. Like I think it's super cute. I would I would still I like ASOS, so I, I think I would still shop there. 
The skirts, not so much, because they had, like, silky, and that's not really my vibe. Mm -hmm. But it was still... It was still cute, and I would support them just because there's no other fashion house that's doing that. Yeah, wow. No one's being inclusive to us. So we have to support when somebody decides to branch out and be inclusive to us. No, I think it's it's great. Um, Like you said, it's definitely breaking barriers, and it's needed. And hopefully other websites follow suit with that, because any Somali, or not Somali, but any Muslim girl understands the struggle of going to a website and clicking page after page after page and looking for something that's somewhat modest or something that you can make modest. So this eliminates all that hassle of clicking page after page um, and makes it a little bit easier. And I'm sure they're definitely going to add more stuff to the to the website once they see that there is definitely a need for it and people are going to support it, inshallah. And also, like, I I think I would still look at the other edits, like the other pages, right. uh, because there is a lot of clothes that you can make modest. Like, you could just wear something underneath it and you can make it really cute. Uh, so I would still look, but I, I just li- I like the fact that they're being very inno- innovative. It's with that. The pricing's a bit ridiculous for me. I'm not going to pay $20 for a hijab when I can go to Carmel and get it for $5. Like, y'all are out of your mind. That's unnecessary. But I support the movement, so keep keep it going. I mean, there's people in, like, the middle of nowhere that don't have Carmel that no, th- it's beneficial to them. No, mm-hmm. And they like don't have anywhere though. else. They don't have anywhere else to go for their hijab. Yeah, there's a lot of pl- there's a lot of countries that are not Muslim that people decide to convert and they have nowhere else to look for hijabs. And I understand it's overpriced for those people. However, it you don't see any other company doing it. But the thing so is, how can- many how many influencers influencers from like that are Muslim have had their own have had their own hijab lines and they do the same pricing. To me, it's mm-hmm. not about yeah, it's yeah. not about it's not about the company that's doing it. It's about the pricing. Like that's ridiculous pricing. You can go on. What is it, AliExpress and get like a bunch of different colored hijabs for like forty dollars, and it's like ten hijabs or twelve hijabs that are in a pack. You know what I mean? So one hijab for twenty dollars is ridiculous to me. Whoever is selling it, you can girl. You know damn well you can go on Instagram and click on any of these hijabi uh, uh, influencers page and see other hijab companies that are sponsoring them or that are working with them. Yeah. They're collabing with and their hijabs are twenty dollars or more. You know, so mm-hmm. it's it's about the name. I get it. I. Do you know? Do whatever works best for you. But I'm just saying, I'm not gonna pay twenty dollars for hijab. I don't care whose name is on it. I mean, I don't know. I disagree with that because, like, we pay a lot of money for other clothes. Like, mm-hmm. I'll get like a winter scarf, or I'll get like shoes, or like a sweater, and I'll pay like thirty, forty dollars for it, mm-hmm. something like that. You know, that, there's that's where the difference between yeah. me and you guys is. I don't spend lavishly on clothes like that because at the end of the day, we'll anyway. So I, I'm, I'm a. a I like ball on a budget essentially. I know you like to buy designer stuff. You know that's not me. I love <laughs> that is not me at all. See, I was just too up there for us. I can't See, with it. lavish. <laughs> I love designer. I, I'm I'm not a name brand person, but if I can afford it and if I have money at the time, I will buy it. And so I like ASOS just because they have all the name brands in one website so you don't have to keep looking. Same with Nordstrom, same with Macy's. Like that's the reasoning why I like those stores, but I don't know. That's just me, though. I, I would buy it from ASOS. Like, I'm going to wait until they get more prints or maybe when I'm making a huge order with them. Um, but I will support the movement. Guys, we completely got off track um, talking about if we would buy ASOS modesty clothes or whatnot. Um, but to get us back into track, our main topic for today's podcast episode is social media and modesty. Um, what does modesty mean to you guys? Like, what is... What are your thoughts on the word modesty? 
Uh, for me, modesty is kind of like a huge general topic, but one of the main things that I try to go by um, is the way I dress. I try to be modest, and the way I try to get myself to be more modest is I always usually think of what I'm wearing, and I present. I think about it in a way that if I were to pray right now, is this something that I would feel comfortable in front of? Because when you're praying, you're standing in front of your creator. So if I don't feel comfortable standing in front of God, then for me, that's not a modest outfit. Like if I have to go put on a cardigan or if I have to, you know, pull my skirt down or whatever the case may be, that to me is not a modest outfit and I have to reconsider. But what about you guys? I I agree with that. Mm -hmm. I feel like you with you. I feel like that's one of the things that I look at every morning um, is the way that I'm dressed, the way that I'm going to work. Like I need to be able to pray wherever I'm at. Um, Another thing with modesty is it's not only what you wear, but also how you present yourself, your akhlaq, how you carry yourself with others, um, the way that you speak, the way that how kind you are to other people. Like it goes, it goes way more. It's more than just how you look out. What the mm-hmm. clothes that are on your body. It's yeah. way more than that. Yeah, it's definitely way more than just the covering and, like, you know, wearing your hijab. But I was going to say the way that you carry yourself because, like, as of, like, as us being a Muslim woman, like, wearing the hijab or, like, that's a symbol of Islam and, like, people right away know us, like, as Muslim. And so the way that we present so daily, like, I think about, like, how I'm presenting myself to others and just making sure that it's in a way that is, um, that's, like, what modesty means to me. What do you guys think about the whole Dina Tokyo movement of removing your hijab? And um, I think a lot of bloggers are doing it, not just Dina Tokyo. Um, for people that don't know, Dina Tokyo is a YouTuber. That, um, she had a YouTube page, I think, on her own. And then she had one with her husband as well. Um, and then they had a few kids. And so she was really big on the blogging world um, way back in, like, 2014, 2013. Um, and now she is a really big name in the modest community. And she did what I want. I'm going to do what I please. Um, for her, so I follow Dina Tokyo, and I've been following her since, like, she started a YouTube, and she was, like, a small YouTuber, um, and I, like, she has, like, videos up, like, of, like, her podcast that she does with her husband, and she was talking about, like, why she took off her hijab. I mean, not, like, why she didn't go into it, but just basically saying, like, she didn't know what, like, modesty meant to her anymore. Like, she didn't know what hijab meant to her anymore. Basically, she was saying, like, her connection to the hijab was, like, she didn't consider herself as, like, a hijabi for such a long time because of the way she used to dress. Um, and she was, like, I'm. she said that she was only wearing the hijab because of, like, how other people viewed her. And then, and then she took it off, like, basically saying, like, I, I don't, I don't, like, um... What's the word for it? She doesn't want to be, like, the trophy person for the hijab? Is that... No, no, not the trophy person. She doesn't... She didn't feel no connection with the hijab. Okay. Mm. And, yeah, and for such a long time, she was wearing it for the people and not for Ilahe. Okay. So, I followed her as well, like, early on, back in her YouTube days, and she's a trailblazer for hijabis everywhere. Like, she had her own hijabi um, line, like, did all this amazing, great work, right, to kind of get hijabis noticed in the fashion industry. And my thing is, is... If you followed her, you know that she's always had a struggle with hijab. She said, I think she's wearing, she's been wearing the hijab since she was like 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was mainly, she liked it. Um, she liked it up until, you know, that's what other people noticed her for. People were giving her credit like, hey, you're hijabi doing XYZ in this field. You're hijabi breaking barriers or whatever the case may be. Um, and I understand her struggle. Like, 
if you're a Muslim woman, you know it's tough. Like, you know it's tough to be modest because you have your own connection with God and you have your own feelings about how you want to dress or fashion or anything like that. Let's be honest, we live in the Western world where, you know, fashion is always changing. You know, it's like midi skirts or how um, like tight clothing or, you know, sleeveless. You know, it's always something coming up. It's always a new trend coming up and we're always having to try to get creative and make it more Muslim-fied or hijabified. Um, and that's the whole thing. So I don't understand the people that are attacking her's perspective. Like, I get what they're trying to say as in she's like one of the first to do it for Muslim women, but she's a human being. She is not perfect. She has her own, she has her own path that she's trying to follow and not once did she tell anybody else to follow in her footsteps. She's doing her own stuff and at the end of the day, she's the one that's going to talk to God about the actions that she's done in this world, just like we all have to. And I'm not trying to be preachy here, but I, I do not understand why people attack these, like, influencers that take off their hijab. Mm-hmm. It's none of your business. Like, yeah. Do you feel like they're, they're role models for the younger girls? Like, if they took off their hijab, they're like, influencing these younger girls to take their hijab off too no because your parents should be your role models like your role model should be the sahaba or like you know what i mean like don't sit there and try to follow somebody else who's trying to figure it out themselves like why Mm -hmm. am i gonna follow you if you don't have you don't clearly you don't have the book you know you don't have it down why am i gonna follow you just because you're doing xyz i'm gonna do it no that's i feel like that's a cop-out like when you say she influenced other people to take off her hijab she did da 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 like no because you're responsible for your own actions you may have seen somebody else do it but at the end of the day you decided this is what i'm gonna do and this is how i'm gonna carry myself nobody put a gun to your head dina toki is not making all these other girls put take off their hijab but i feel like the the younger generation is very impressionable is that is yeah, that the word yeah they're very like they look up to youtubers and influencers because that's a that's the generation that we're in right now and i a lot of younger like her audience is very young and I feel like a lot of young people look up to her and so when they see her doing that they're like okay why can't I so you see that rebellion with even your parents I understand your parents should be your role models your parents should be the ones to tell you from right for wrong but a lot of these kids nowadays are more vocal and when they see everything on their social media because your media clouds your judgment I feel like that's when they start like rebelling against their parents and saying they're not gonna they're not gonna wear the hijab because they're they're wearing it the wrong way and like in another and like another another question that I have is what does it mean for you to wear the hijab wrong, you know what I'm saying like, go ahead one question <laughs> before you go back to the other one I I just feel like that's that's one thing that we need to like make the the kids of this generation understand is that. Dina Tokyo is another human being. She's not the Dean. She's not the Quran. She's not. She's not like you know. She is nothing to the religion. Stop. <laughs> Dina Tokyo is just a person, and she at any time could have a rocky relationship with Elahi. So, the kids right now need to understand that they don't. They shouldn't base how they feel about Islam or how they feel about the Quran or or how they feel about their hijab or their modesty off another human being. Like that's really unfair to put that on a person. Like the thing is that you need to follow the Quran and like Islam is like yes or no. It's like black and white. Hijab but you have free will to take it off. You know, mm-hmm. and that's your own relationship to understand. I just feel like that's kind of unfair just because this person got noticed for wearing the hijab and they at that time they had the strength to wear it and it takes a lot to wear the hijab, and at one point they're under feeling low. Like it's unfair to say that kofkan that they like you know they have to wear the hijab so these younger kids um don't like fall into that trap. You know, of <laughs> taking their hijab off. Can I add something onto that? I agree with your point 100%. And as as parents, you should be able to 
kind of discuss these topics with your kids and be like, hey, um, you know, I understand social media, this is what's going on, or whatever the case may be. And I understand that some parents may not be aware of that. But at the end of the day, you're teaching your kid, you're responsible to teach your kid about Dinta and their connection with Allah and all that stuff, right? Why are you letting them just kind of like do whatever and follow suit with somebody else? That doesn't make any sense to me. As well as what you said with her iman being low, just because somebody else's iman is low does not mean that you have to go follow her. Like, I, I feel like maybe for me it's a, a bit harder for me to relate to because I'm a stubborn person that... I'm not, I'm not a follower. Never in life will I ever sit there and do something just because somebody else is doing it. If I'm going to do it, I'm fully 100% okay with the action that I'm taking, and I'm okay with whatever repercussions may follow suit with that. I, to answer your other question, I sometimes don't wear my hijab properly. Not once will I say, Dina Tokyo did it, so I'm going to do it myself. Like, that's bullshit. I know, I know it's wrong. I know that I'm not wearing my hijab correctly. I'm not going to blame somebody. The thing, though, She's she, living her life. She, okay, and here's another question that I wanted to bring up to you guys. These um, bloggers that have such a huge following, like, is it, is it, their responsibility to let people know, hey, I'm taking my hijab off for X, Y, and Z no. reasons. No. Is is that something that they should be expected to do, or it, something like Amasa and just move on with their day and just take off no. their hijab? Like, like I. They don't I've, owe anybody that. I don't think you owe anybody an explanation. When I'm when I'm listening to music, do I tell everybody this is why I'm listening to music? No, because it's none of your fucking business. Like, at the end of the day, I know what I'm doing is wrong. Let me live my life. Like, God gave me the free will. And I have the knowledge, obviously. God gave me free will to do whatever I want to do. If you're going to sincerely, you know, ask somebody why they took their hijab off and you're concerned about it, go ahead and talk to them in a nice manner. Like, don't sit there and bash them in their comments and come attack them and tell them they're going to go to hell. You don't know that. Who are you to say they're going to go to hell? Like, you don't owe anybody an explanation as to what you're doing because nobody... These people that are asking for explanations on social media, I do not understand their their, their logic at all. When you're doing something haram, does somebody come to you and say, why are you doing this? Why are you listening to music right now? Why are you why are you talking to a boy that's not that's not X Y Z? Like why are you why are you in a in, in a in a um how, how why are you why do you follow boys on social media? Why do you have some, you know like nobody ever asks anybody these questions. But a, when a woman takes off her hijab or does something to her body that others think is is or that we know is qalad, why do women have to explain themselves? Like I do not understand that logic. And I'm not standing up for people taking off their hijab. I think that's it's saddening to me because clearly you're going through something with your iman and I fully understand. Like we're all Muslims, we all have dips in our iman. I get it. But why 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 the need to attack women when they do? That's that's my thinking. I feel like the way people come across it can be attacking. But even Dinta says that like if you see somebody doing something wrong, you're supposed to in Taiwan is to tell them that you're doing something incorrectly. Like you're supposed to actually say that to people. And I feel like the way that people go about it, like doing death threats or like coming for her mm-hmm. on social media, that is completely wrong. But the in that it, it's your intention. I don't think their intentions are pure though. Like that's that's my thing. I don't think I think anybody who privately messaged or tried to, like, talk to any of these bloggers in a kind manner is, like, those are the people that their intentions are correct and trying to help them. But I guarantee you, if you look at Dina Tokyo or any of the other bloggers that we that we see on social media, literally at least 80% of them after they took their hijab off, 80-90% is just people coming at their lives. Like, people mm-hmm. just dragging them, you're you're going to hell, you're, oh, you're yeah. a bad Muslim, mm-hmm. like, that all this other stuff. That's not, your intentions are not pure. I fully understand. If I'm doing something wrong, I would appreciate if somebody came to me and said, hey, what you're doing is wrong. But it depends on how you deliver that message. You can't yeah, just come at someone and be right. like, you're a piece of shit human being. How dare you behave in X, Y, Z? You're making Muslims look bad. Ah, ah, ah. But how are you making Muslims look right now? When you're attacking me, you're coming at me and you're telling me I'm going to hell. Mm-hmm. Does that make me want to come? Like, the approach is not there. You're, you're not trying to help her. You, you may be trying to, in your mind, be helping her, quote-unquote, in getting closer to the deen. But all- in a what, way, I feel like what drives me crazy is the people that um, 
under her comment section are saying like you're going to hell um like i wish you and your family have a slow death and all this stuff and it's like okay how do you know Hofkan is going to hell are you Ilahe? like who who made you the ju the judger of everything like maybe she has in her like maybe she's doing sakat she's like um hey head like you know praying her five prayers fasting extra and doing all these things all these good things that Ilahi sees that you don't see like who are you to say you're going to just because you threw your hijab you're you're not a muslim anymore that was like one of the biggest comment like you're not a muslim she had like a 40 minute long video of like reading cutting islam in like a bad like it's <laughs> Oh, it's, it's, it kind of sounds abusive. Like it's you're yeah, it sounds abusive. Online. It's like you, Elahi said, you have the free will to mm -hmm. like remove your scarf, but but you have the free will to remove your scarf. But then the thing is, is these people coming for you and saying like you shouldn't remove it. You're going to hell. You're a bad person. You're not a Muslim no longer. That just makes it seem like the dean is like oppressive, which is it's that sounds so mean. Like there isn't there okay. So you say you say Islam is the way that it is. It's black and white. Um, the way Islam is, you're not supposed to remove your hijab. You're supposed to be wearing your hijab. You're supposed to conduct your say, weigh yourself in a certain matter. It already has the rules that you're supposed to follow as a Muslim, correct? Mm -hmm. And I feel like coming to this country or coming to any Western country, you're taught free will. Mm -hmm. You're taught freedom of speech, choice, whatever. You're you're taught to, to act a certain way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what at one point does it become we're being too lenient? At one point, does it become we're ignoring the issue and we're just saying it's that person's free will, it's that person's freedom that they're exercising. We can't comment on it. You know what? Who am I to comment on that person? Even though a Muslim woman looks a type of way that the Quran said. It's like we're ignoring. We're ignore. Okay, we know what we're supposed to do, but we're ignoring it and just kind of doing what we want to do. Kind of like making Islam tailor to our our like basically our, our own way like to tailor it to our preferences yeah and then we try to justify since our preferences are like this I can't judge somebody else who decides to interpret their religion a different way when at one point when the Dean Kamuki so dictated their religion was one way and that's where the Qalat is we shouldn't I dress okay I dress a certain type of way right and I'm saying I'm not I shouldn't be judging you but I already know I'm doing Qalat to begin with so I I feel like it's not from my place. It, I feel like hypocrite. It's not my place for me yeah. to tell you, Siham. Oh, come up. Uh, what do you? What are your thoughts on? You know how Adint Islamka tells us we have to pray five times a day. Um, a lot of times we, instead of having the salat schedule go around our own personal schedules, we try to fit the salat into our schedule. Like, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Okay, I just want to say salat means prayer for those of you that are non-Somali speakers. Or Arabic speakers. I don't know what language Salat is in. Yeah. Salat is Arabic, sorry. So non-Arabic speakers or non-Sonic speakers, whatever. Salat means prayer. Sorry, I feel ahead. like in, in the same way we try to fit the prayer into our schedule, it's the same way we try to fit the hijab into our our schedule. And what like if I'm going to wear a turban, it depends on the, the situation with the event I'm going to. You know what I'm saying? Like we try to fit our own hijab into our schedule. I agree with that, but at the same time, I feel like salat is such like how do I how, okay how do I explain this? Salat is like She's a, not a comparing it to salat. No, 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 but, just no, but I'm just idea. no, oh, okay. I get it. But Sorry. what I'm saying is, is there's a difference in that because of the fact that salat is like a core pillar of Islam, and I understand hijab is important and it's top notch number one basically as well. But salat is if you're not praying your five, your religiousness is like 
question your iman, what your iman yeah. is going to be really low but it's the same as if you're not if you're not no because because you could not be wearing hijab and you could still be praying your five salahs a day you could be you could be giving uh, money for charity you could be helping for all I know you could be helping helping orphans you know what I mean like hijab is to me, I feel like it's something that's important and it's like a test essentially for us, right? It's a test. Whereas salat is your connection and you're, you talking to, to Allah. Like that's literally you talking to your creator. Whereas hijab is literally, it's something that God told to make our connection with God better. But I don't think, I don't think it's on the same level as salat because once you abandon your salat, everything else goes out the window. Like I said, I'm not comparing the two. I'm just trying to bring up an example of how we, I know salat is really important. Your prayer is really important. I'm just comp- I'm just saying that we try to fit the prayer into our schedule instead of waking up in the morning and being like these are the salat prayers. What can I do right before duhur? What can I do between duhur and asr? Instead of putting our schedule like that, that's the only thing that I was trying to compare. Um, and with the hijab, we try to fit it into our day. We try to fit it into our pr- like the hijab means different to each person. That's what I'm all I'm trying to say. I'm, I'm saying we basically manipulate. I get no, and I agree. I think I agree as well because I I've been I've been in situations where I'll you know be like okay let me just do my edges because of X Y Z because of the situation I'm gonna be in you know like kind of kind of um, catering the hijab to how I want it to to suit suit me basically I get that but I feel like with salad it's kind of a difficult thing to even try to compare it to not compare it but like to bring up in the same sense because I feel like they're not on the same like they're not on the same level but that's what we see nowadays the thing yeah the thing that she's trying to say is that like people try to like make make like take take parts of the dean that and like kind of make it fit into their preferences and how they and that's they want it they want it to fit like if I really like fashion then I'll make hijab fit into the way like I'll wear a mini skirt and my hijab and I'm still wearing the hijab you know kind of that's the thing like yeah. uh, we're making this whole basically I don't want to say astaghfirullah I don't want to say we're making a whole religion but basically like ma- like taking nitpicking like nitpicking yeah. and choosing take, yeah picking and choosing when you know exactly like how you should be covering how you should wear your hijab you shouldn't be saying like this is my relationship with hijab like you know I, I agree I is that, is that no, fair to I, say? I, that is fair to say. That is completely fair to say. Like like you were saying, it is definitely something that we nitpick and kind of choose and go with. But at the same time, I had to come and change us. But at the end of the day, that, that's basically Shaydan's here to, to misguide us. And we all know that's a challenge. Regardless yeah. of where you go in this world, you're and always going to be tested. Been... Yeah, we've all like we've all been there. And I understand that. But my thing is just, I, I got to fix up before I can sit and tell anybody else. And I totally understand your perspective of let's do it together. And if somebody were to be like, hey, like, you're, man, you're doing X, Y, Z wrong. Let's do this together. It's always about the intention and the way you say the message more so than the message you're saying often. Like you did say, this generation is more sensitive. Where it, we get butthurt about everything. Every little thing is an issue. But if your intentions are there and you tried, like as a Muslim sister, if you tried to help me out and I didn't take it, you did your duty. Like you, you tried and you may continue to try mm-hmm. trying to help me, mm-hmm. but you did your job. You know, what, what else are you going to do? You're going to put a gun to my head and like, put your, put your edges away. Like yeah. you can't, you know what I mean? Like it is what it is. Best I, of luck to anybody who's struggling with their iman. I want to touch on what you said, Siham, about how like we should be doing it together, and that's a better approach mm-hmm. than somebody who isn't even completely like, like you know, not following, showing their edges, and then telling me to put my edges away. Of course, I'm gonna react in a way that's like that is probably me being sensitive but I'm gonna react and be like you're not doing it so why should you be telling me and I think that's another thing of like this us being in like maybe the western like how we're so like we're so entitled and like quick and we're like you can't tell me what to do basically whereas if like 
like I don't know when I when I went to Kenya, um I was like um in Kenya over there like everyone's wearing the niqab and all this stuff and like I remember one day like my hijab was like slipping back and like this other woman told me like she was just passing by me and she's like abai like I can see four like to my so and in she was telling me in a good way like like you know and I get that there was like a lot of men and didn't be like she was basically telling me something that was that I needed to do for myself but I took it in a way I was like how dare you like kind of like I was pissed about it and then I thought about it afterwards I was like you know I didn't realize my fold was showing and it's like I needed to like in cover gray I was covered I was wearing a jilbab and all that stuff but yeah like my I don't I lost the track no, I think we get makes so quick to yeah. like defend ourselves defend say, ourselves like, yeah why are you saying this to me why are you saying that to me like we're so quick to we're sensitive our right, entire right. generation is it's so sensitive. sensitive and even if somebody means the best in- intentions like you're i'm scared to come up to if i didn't know i'm like if i come up to you and be like hey your hair is showing if i say that to you like i am already nervous to say that to you because i i know you're gonna test my if i'm sincere right, right. especially if you don't know me i already know that like you're gonna be defensive and like get like um sensitive about it so i'm like why do i i let me not say anything yeah. and her close friends will her tell her or somebody else can tell her like a ma like a um like no one's gonna say anything to like a habari at the masajid or something like that so i'm gonna wait until uh, somebody else, somebody else says it. it to her i'm yeah. not gonna say anything you know and i feel like that goes through people's minds a lot where they hold back just because it, what it, that's not my place mm-hmm. another thing that i would say is that we all like us this generation like we need to improve improve on is like if someone comes to you and tells you like hey like you're not doing a b and c wrong and they're like saying it in a sincere way or just like out of like kindness like instead of like portray i know we probably heard it like a hundred times from other people like our family members telling us and our like moms telling us but just to take kind of like take it back and just be like you know what? okay thanks i appreciate it instead of like coming on the defense i think that's something that we all need to work on and then just how cmu talked about like maybe like with a group of friends like you can be like hey you know what let's try to like better ourselves together and like you know when we go shopping together like you know kind of keep each other check on check accountable yeah so i, like I feel that. like that that would yeah. be something good and then another thing that i've been noticing on like social media is like there are some like modest like bloggers like that like you know are like covered head to toe and like still like show like cute outfits or whatever like i feel like those people don't get as much support as cool color that are showing their hair and their photo then i feel like that's again we're like just looking for those certain types of um those looks that we agree with that fit into our preferences and and those are like what we support and like those are the people that we hear about you know and um that we see on social media all the time (laughs) i feel like if you try to be like a better muslim or a better person like your first approach is looking at your instagram feed specifically instagram like i feel feel like twitter you could cultivate yeah you can change your twitter but i feel like with your instagram feed what you what you see all the time is what you aspire to be right and so if you're always seeing these bloggers that are showing their hair and um if or wearing a turban or even wearing a jalabi like if what you see or you're like that's cute i can recreate that outfit so maybe we need to start looking for more um more bloggers that are wearing the hijab correctly i actually like what you'll what's the word i'm looking for like what you what you like manifest for yourself essentially like if I'm taking in bad things I'm more likely to follow that road rather than the good road right um, but my my thing is is even with social media I feel like people get caught up in trying to like follow a certain image like people may start off with the intention intention of being like a Muslim completely modest 
fashion blogger and then kind of get caught up in the industry and lose sight of who they are and what their morals are. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what the resolution for that would be. But no, again, that's like following the book, following the dean. The dean is perfect. The person is not. So like exactly. instead of like looking up to another exactly. person and saying, oh, like, you know, I'm going to like copy how they wear the hijab. That's that's maybe they're not wearing it correct and they want to show photos exactly. and they already know they want to show their bangs and they already know that that's colored wide that's on them but you need to like follow the book what, yeah and see yeah what, look what, what it says what works like for you mm-hmm. what works for you what you want to what you want to kind of do oh, look, that's really and true. also like um staying with your um what am i trying to say like following your morals like even if you become a big time influencer like still staying with your morals you know what i'm saying like there's this one girl that actually comes into mind um and i follow her instagram a lot and she goes to the gym a lot and so i see i i you don't find a lot of bloggers hijabi bloggers that go to the gym and even though she's at the gym she wears the nike hijabs mm-hmm. and then she wears another hijab over it just in case that the nike one's supposed to cover her neck but the other one is supposed to cover her just in case like anything like drops and it also works as a towel for her when she sweats like she just like wipes it off so it's like a double duty type of thing you know i I never really thought about it um i might have to look her up and then i can we could put in the show notes or something yeah we'll put in description box if you guys want to follow but um with her i'm like i i like the fact that she does all these hard workout uh, workouts and she motivates me to actually go to the gym and like do her workouts but also the fact that she's wearing hijab and like she a lot of the time she's wearing loose jogger pants and like a a really big shirt you know so she still stays covered and i always see like the fitness model uh, bloggers that i see are all the down girls that are wearing sports bra and like these tight ass spandex leggings um and i find that to be cute but i'm like this is cute too and Mm -hmm. she's staying pure to who she is so a lot of the time is is staying pure to who you are and not changing no matter how big of an influencer you become and that's a lot easier said than done, but definitely, definitely work on your your iman. We understand the struggle. We're constantly struggling with ours. It's human nature. You're gonna have dips and, and highs and lows with your iman, but always just try strive to do better. Inshallah. Um, how do you guys feel about like men having comments on hijab, like especially when you remove your hijab or like not wearing your hijab correctly, like men like say. You should be wearing your hijab. Like, you, sister, put on your hijab. Sister, you're showing your ankle. Like, commenting on, like, a woman's modesty. How do you guys feel about that? So, with the guys that... Okay, my thing is, I've had comments from random dudes that don't follow me commenting on some of my pictures. Mm -hmm. And my thing is, how did you even end up here? I don't follow you. You don't follow me. How did my page come across your feed that you felt the need to go ahead and then comment on on my shit? Like, you could, you could have easily just sent me a DM request and, you know, said it in a DM and kindly said it, but it's not, it's not being said kindly. Like, why are you on my page in the first place? Why are you looking through my pictures and leaving comments on several pictures? At that point, I bet that's an easy. Like, what, what, are you trying to, what are you trying to gain from that? Yeah. It, it's like a fake intentional thing from me, from what I'm telling to do. <laughs> and here's the thing, though. Um, for my, what I think is that, like, some of these, some of the men that, like, make those comments and they, they come off very harsh, it's like, you don't understand my struggle with hijab. Exactly. You don't understand my relationship. It's like literally hijab. It, it, to them, I feel like it looks like a piece of fabric. But to me, it's more than just a piece of fabric. It carries 
so much things and it like affects my day-to-day decision and I just feel like it's not you don't have a seat at the table so don't be talking about any any of that issue because you yourself don't understand what it is to wear a hijab so I understand like you you read what the Quran said and it's telling me and I, I already know what the, my deen is telling me and what Allah has commanded me to do but the thing is you don't have you don't have a seat at the table to, to have a conversation about my struggles of what I'm going through and you don't understand the hijab so like don't shut say up. anything about it. Can I <laughs> Not shut up, that? but don't say anything about it. And yeah. No, can I add to that? 100% agree with what you said. My other thing also is, especially in the Western world, y'all don't know the struggle of walking into the room and people automatically knowing that you're Muslim. Like, guys can blend in anywhere. Unless, like, unless you're wearing, like, a, a kameez or a thobe, you're not automatically marked as a Muslim. You could, that, that is not, an, like, that's not an identity that just shows up along with you when you enter a room. For us, it is, and oftentimes... That's something that, like, puts us at, you know, at risk at times. Like, we don't feel safe because of that, along with already being a woman. I get that. That's another issue that some people struggle with, and maybe that's why some people took it off. I, for me, that's not, it's not a problem for me. But that's another thing that makes it for you not to comment on because you don't, you don't walk into a room and sometimes feel unsafe because of the fact that you're wearing a hijab and that you're representing Muslims, you know? Like, when people look at you as a woman, especially when you're wearing hijab, people think that you're, like, the representative for Islam right then and there versus a guy can blend in and be doing all types of fuckery and people won't know that he's, he's Muslim and won't be holding him to that higher standard that they sometimes hold women that are wearing hijabs to. Does that make sense? Yeah, and earlier when you were commenting on, um, you know how, like, Dina Tokyo gets comments in her DM, like, and her Instagram pictures or whatnot. Like, I don't... I don't feel like guys should be commenting at all. Like, I don't feel like in her comments there should be guys at all. If women are saying this, I feel like... You know, it's not justifiable, but in a way, I feel like to woman to woman, uh, we're talking about our same struggle. You understand where I'm coming from, mm-hmm. but I feel like guys should not be in somebody's comments talking about, this is what you're wearing, you need to do this differently because our struggles are not the same. I agree, 100%. And I think Emil was telling me a story of, even with Dina Tokyo, with how her husband, um, when he went to the masjid. Yeah, and um, he, he didn't... He was trying to come home before prayer, and he didn't get the chance, so he went to the masjid and was wearing, like, ripped jeans. And he's like, no one, like, but, like, but ahead. Like, no one looked at him or anything. He literally just went, like, pulled his pants kind of, like, low to cover his knees, prayed, and then went about with the, with his day. Whereas a woman, like, if you were to wear something that's not acceptable to pray in, people are going to, like, instantly judge you and be like, oh, like, you're, you're in the wrong. So I that's another thing, like, socially, like, just... Us women, like, we literally get judged by any, uh, judged heavily on any. I just feel like, like, women are the most that are in not or hell. And I feel like I we do go in there because of gossip, but also hypocrites have their own hell that they go to. And I feel like a lot of times guys are very hypocritical because they focus a lot on women's hijab, but they don't focus on their own. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's just touch a little bit on, okay, we're all three of us are Somali and we know with our Somali culture that, you know, everybody and their moms wear, wears hijab. Like, literally, from birth to until you're dead, you wear hijab throughout your life. But when it comes to weddings and your aros, and, and um, aros is a wedding in Somali. Um, <laughs> was that it's awkward? the first to go. No. It's, yeah. it's the first thing to go. Like, literally, your hair in Asimisidwa for a wedding. And um, I'll be the first to say, I, if there's a wedding and it's my friend's wedding... Hijab kwatura, and I'm gonna go ahead and like do my hair. I I, I, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it in when it okay. I feel like my ideas are always so different from everybody else's. Why? That's but normal. I feel like in Somalia, like 
weddings were supposed to be just girls. Like, if you go into a barambo, it's supposed to be strictly girls. Even the person recording, everything is supposed to be for girls. And the video that you're recording is supposed to be for you and, like, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you and the family is the video that you're recording. So I just feel like we took a wedding that we could wear We could wear hair out if there was all girls there. You know what I'm saying? Like, we could wear dira if there's all girls there. But now we do guy-girl weddings um, and still do diras. Girl, they've been having having mixed weddings in Somalia for a hot ass minute. <laughs> I know, but I'm I, see this is the reason why I, I had a disclaimer that my ideas are different because I feel like with the intention of Aros, it's supposed to be only girls when you when you talk about Brambur, but mixed weddings is like it's a the new hot commodity. Yeah, yeah. it's a new thing. As of the last like generation, I would say. I disagree. I think it's been it's been a hot thing for a while. Ideally, Brambur's are usually all women, but wedding wise, I feel like people. People do mixed weddings, and I, I get that intentionally. It's supposed to be no, back for home one. for sure. I, I Not, don't think they a nigga do that. Ha- sis, Mm-mm. come on now. Them niggas are Somali people. People in Somalia are oftentimes doing just as fucked like up shit here, as people in the like Western here world. and there. You'll see, but that wasn't the common thing. Whereas right now, it's the it's common thing. Co- That's what thing. I'm trying to say. Like literally, like it was just aros is just for nagwa. It's like aros is just for nagwa. Like legit, wallahi. Yeah, but and. I'm serious, and that's why the men have the nikah, and like women don't show up to the nikah. Like literally, it's just the big mamia that show up to the nikah. Yeah, that's exactly what I was trying to say. Like uh, normally, the aros is for strictly all women. Even the person doing the video, the pic- the photographer, everybody is supposed to be strictly all women. But I feel like nowadays they've made it mixed, which makes it like more harama. Mm. I feel. I don't like weddings. Period. <laughs> But, well, like, typically, it, the aros is all women. All and so women, I feel like yeah. if you have your hair out and you've been wearing dira, it's yeah. fine. But now it's, like, with mixed weddings and Instagram and photos and all of that. Yeah, like, all Instagram. of that went out the window because... Yeah, like, even it's if it's even if right it's now. like an all female wedding, you're still Snapchatting, putting it on Instagram, taking pictures of your dira to show off your dira. You're still, like, putting your picture out there and people, like, you're collecting the dembi at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And I feel like even... <laughs> Okay, this is a lot of people are gonna hate me for this, but like even if um you go to a wedding and you don't want to show your hair, you do a turban or your hair out, which is not you're only covering probably the center right. of your hair. Yeah. I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been caught. That's me. You know, I, I, I do just my feel like and, I, I just feel like people are like, oh, I'm gonna go to a wedding, but. I'm going to wear my hijab. Of course I'm going to wear my hijab and just cover the center of your hair but still have your bra see-through. But, see, but my, sometimes you might put a you might put a bodysuit or something like yeah. that's your color on underneath so that your bra doesn't no. show. But that doesn't defeat the fact that, like, you're not I'm, wearing okay. the hijab. Okay, you know? I, I'm going to be honest. I Like, the three weddings that I've ever been to in my life, the only time that I've done such fuckery, like, been a halfway crook, is because I was too lazy to do my hair. Well, I'm, I'm going to be honest. And I've just done my edges, and I'm like, all right, I'm not trying to do my hair. I'll just do a turban and call it a day. But you're right. Oftentimes when we do, we try to do, like, become like, you're either full way crook or you're half, like, you can't be no yeah. crook at all, you know? But we oftentimes literally become halfway crooks. So we're like, we'll do something half right and half wrong, or I'm not going again that shows like how complex the hijab is because mm-hmm. you could have like the, your relationship with hijab like it's very like it it's very fluid and I, I don't know for everyone but I could say for me it's fluid at times sometimes like I will say like no matter what I went through a period of time where I was like I'm not taking my hijab off for a wedding and I used to wear my hijab but I guess it just depends on your struggle and, like, your iman during that time. And it's, like, hard to see. And it, that's why I think it's so unfair when a lot of people are just judging you constantly 24-7. And, like, 
hate and all this stuff about Quran, like, oh, stop taking your hijab off, stop being a part-time hijab. It's like, you don't know my struggle with my hijab. Can I add something yeah. on to that? Even if you're wearing a hijab to a wedding, you're, there's most likely going to be guys there, so you're intermixing. There's most likely going to be music there, so you're probably dancing and listening to music. Like, there's always something else. So I don't understand why people are, like, dragging women because she's wearing her hijab or she's not wearing her hijab or she's not wearing it properly or whatever the case may because be. Because people always care about our hijabs more than their own. Exactly. Or their own sin. Like, yeah. nobody's telling me don't go to a wedding because there's going to be other guys there or don't go to a wedding because there's going to be music played there do you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. it's very rare actually my mom does but it's very rare that (laughs) people are like don't do this because there's all these other sins they're focused on hijab oh she's showing her hair at a wedding or oh she's you know dressed xyz at a wedding you know it's like relax there's five million other sins that are happening that you're not acknowledging but you're mainly focused on the hijab why why just the hijab yeah and I feel like depending on what culture you're in the hijab is different like, mm-hmm. I feel like in a Somali household, if you're not wearing the hijab, like, you're getting a th- shoe thrown at you. That's on period. Like. <laughs> but if you're, wear- if you're not wearing a tool, if you're wearing, not wearing a hijab to a wedding, no one in the No one says Like, anything. legit. Like, everyone will tell you, you look so khurh, mashallah. Like, your hair, beautiful. We love it. Yeah. And it's on. And then the next day, if you try to go out without your hijab, it's like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Like, yeah. did you, you lose you your mind? Yes. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Like, But I feel like on the day-to-day, like, you have to wear your hijab and you have to be wearing a skirt and you always and you have to be covered like no 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 inch of your arm can be showing and that's in our culture but you see a lot of the middle eastern culture and a lot of them don't even wear hijab their hair is completely out but they still are muslim um and i I feel a lot of times like you mentioned earlier how um your mom will comment on somebody who's muslim that's not wearing the hijab and they'll start judging them off the bat and sometimes i have to like remind them by saying like just because she's not wearing the hijab on her head does not mean that she's not Muslim. It's her own struggle. Can I add on to that, though, as along with the um, different cultures and, like, how Middle Easterns do it? What I've noticed, what I've gathered from, like, the Middle Eastern people that I've, like, known, usually if they're not wearing hijab and then they decide to wear the hijab, when they do decide to wear the hijab, they fully, like, take on this modesty thing. Mm-hmm. From what I've, like, the people that I've had... Um, interactions with like when they wear the hijab it's like a lifelong like i'm not going to go back this is the life that i've chosen that i've chosen versus somali culture a lot of times it's like it's forced on you essentially or like you're just you just do it yeah you just do it you don't fully understand why you don't fully have this relationship with it it's just something that you do you Mm -hmm, know mm -hmm. and then there comes the issue of people like taking off their hijabs or like sneaking behind their parents back you know Mm -hmm. like or when they move out, they stop wearing the hijab or other issues, you know? Becoming, so it's like, yeah. Becoming a transformer. Yeah, become a transformer, essentially. So there's not a very nurturing relationship with the hijab that we're taught as Muslim women. Mm-hmm. Um, versus other cultures, they allow, you know, they allow their, their daughters to make this relationship or their whoever to make this relationship with hijab. And then they're able to actually go on from that. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, and that's something that I've noticed with the Middle Eastern culture. Yeah. Like, and I appreciate that because I wish we had that. Like, I wish, like, we're allowed to, like, you know, um, like, that make you're allowed decision. to make the de- decision to wear mm-hmm. the hijab and fully understand, like, all the things that come with the hijab and, like, all the commitments and, like, the responsibility that come with it. Yeah. And I feel like within the Somali culture, that is not something that's explored. And, like, as I've grown older, like, I'm understanding more. I'm like, wow, this hijab, like, means a lot. And it's yeah. like, I'm becoming more self-conscious and, like, understanding more of, like, the reason how to wear the hijab and the reason why I am wearing the hijab. Can I add to that one last thing? Um, it's okay, so I have a two year old daughter, Camila, right? I've been to places where Somali elders, especially women, are like, 
why does she not have hijab on? My kid is two years old. She does not understand what hijab is or why she wears it. I don't understand why there's a, a need to early on force it on her. Like, she sees me praying. Like, mashallah, she sees me praying. Will try to pray with me. Like, when I'm praying and when I'm putting on the, uh, like, the jibab that I have to pray, she has, like, she'll get her hijab out sometimes and want to, you know, and want to do it alongside with me. But my thing is I want to have her understand why she's doing it rather than just putting on her head one day and saying, all right, this is what you do. Now, this is how you dress. You can't leave the house without it, you know? So it's 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 weird to kind of see how like I was raised up with with it. You just do it. You don't ask why you're wearing it or you know how to properly wear. It. You just do it and you go on from that. And then now I'm able to actually teach my daughter and be like, okay, this is why we wear it. Like when you're taught, you know, you're praying all these other things that come with alongside with hijab and modesty and Islam. She's able to fully learn and understand what they are. Inshallah. And that and is I, and that is how the religion should be. Like everything in the religion is like showed by example and like teaching people to find. Like, to understand in their own way, and then when they're ready to commit to it, you know, you can't just force someone and be like, you have to salat al-dukkah right now, or you have to mahayhad, um, fast today. It's like, yeah. their intention in their heart, they don't understand it exactly. fully, and just giving people that their time, and that's how the religion is, and that's not how a lot of people, like, lead Islam do it, yeah. or do it. Do you guys feel like the fact that you... Are li- you live in America and you're influenced by all these different cultures. The idea came about, you know, like how our, our parents, mashallah, they, they, they've done great with us. Mm-hmm. Like I still wear my hijab to yeah. this day. Like they've done great. I'm not, I'm not commenting on their parenting style at all. But I'm just saying that like we have this newfound sense of I want her to love, like the, mm-hmm. the way that you're saying right now, I want her to love the hijab and put it on when she loves it. But our parents never did that with us because that's not the culture and norm that is there. Mm-hmm. So how much of it is Western world and this generation? I think a lot because obviously our parents, Somali, they live in Somali, so they didn't have access to other cultures like we do. Like I could be in the same room with somebody from Iraq and somebody from Nigeria and have a class with them and be friends with them versus our parents didn't have that kind of, like opportunity so it's I think it's great because you're exposed to other cultures you're exposed to different perspectives like somebody who's Muslim in Nigeria could be different from somebody who's Muslim in, in Iraq and they could have complete differences on their culture how their culture and Islam interacts for them do you, do you get what I'm saying yeah um so I, I think it's phenomenal because it gives me this new idea like not it gives me this new understanding of why I should do things the way that I, I should do it or how to best help my child love Islam just as much as I love Islam yeah do that I hope that makes sense. No, definitely. And it's like back home, like our parents were only surrounded just by that one perspective. Yeah. So they didn't have other perspectives. They didn't get to see other things. So like, obviously you just go by what you know and right. like you don't have knowledge of other other ideas or other thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just one perspective and then the whole country just kind of goes with it. Yeah, and if you're not with it, you're just like the odd fly that's right. out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, there's just a lot to, to the hijab. Um, you guys want to wrap up this episode? Let's yeah, do it. Let's I feel like it. it was a good discussion. Yeah, let us know what you guys think um, and what you guys thought about our discussion. If you guys want to chime anything else, like, let us know. Um, okay, guys, so let's wrap up this episode. We really had a good discussion, and we touched on a lot of different topics um, relating to modesty. Um, everyone else who's listening, please let us know what you guys think um, and continue the conversation with us, and hopefully um, the next episode, maybe we can read some of the conversations that we have with people and the different perspectives, and we really appreciate 
appreciate you have with some of the listeners. Definitely. Feel free to, as always, guys, our DMs are open, so feel free to slide in and give us your two cents on what you thought of what we discussed today. Um, you can find us on Twitter. We are The Unwritten Pod. Um, and on Instagram, we're uh, The Unwritten Podcast. Um, so feel free to just let us know what your thoughts are. And make sure that you guys are uh, rating our podcast, uh, giving us a review, sharing with everybody that you know. Get the word out there. We definitely want to hear more perspective. <laughs> All right, guys, that'll be that conclusion of this episode. Um, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye. Peace out, Girl Scout.